The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Its pulsating sounds penetrate deep into your ear canal to stimulate your cochlea in ways no other show can. This is your final warning. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. I got the keys, so I just come in and I'll come and play music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? He's about to be Tony. Lois can never have Superman's face. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk Melon Body. Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play a little bit instead. Oh, it's we now like return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way you can bang regular chicks is to make an iconic. They'll kill him. Don't laugh. Go, go, go! What? I said go. The music's done. Oh. Could you guys not hear that? We couldn't hear it. No. I specifically did an audio check. I it's it's gotta be it's gotta be Lawrence. Cause when I did that audio check with Mo, it was working perfectly. Wait, wait. So you're saying me calling in on Skype has messed up your computer? Yeah. You've passed your techno STD to my computer. Like it's not like our computers are networked or anything. Like I'm literally just calling in. I mean, on I Skype. mean, it, well, they kind of are through Skype. That's man. the networking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like okay, but so so I should just go ahead and and do the intro. Yeah, just say Fantastic Forum assemble and everything else. Yeah, we'll we'll edit all this out. <laughs> Fantastic Forum assemble. You listen to Fantastic Forum All Games Radio's premier comic book show and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum coming to you live and direct from All Game Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. On Skype, he is the backbone. He's the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum. Our nigh and vulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? Also on Skype. He's our resident Dark Knight detective. He's next in line for the cowl. He is our intrepid senior reporter, Oz. I understand why we dropped to number two last week. It's Larry's fault? It's always Larry's fault. <laughs> Even when it's not his fault, it's still his fault. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. As for myself, my name's Lawrence Young. You don't know me probably, but you will. Welcome to Fantastic Four. They better uh, know you because you're the reason people listen. Uh, I don't know. What I do know is we have a great show for you today. 
We're going to be talking to you all about Blossoms 666, doing a review of that from Archie Comics. We'll also be giving you a, I, I don't know if it's going to be a full review or if it's just a little taste, our first impressions on The Punisher. Disney's and, The Punisher. <laughs> and then we're going to chat with you all a little bit about Glass, the movie Glass. Exactly. <laughs> so, and of course, the latest and greatest in comic book news and whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. So uh, we'll tell you how to do that in just a moment. But first, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network. And of course, you all, the All Games community for long as this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. It's LA's in the South Bay's best comic book store. You get all your comic book needs met at Jeffrey's Comics. Uh, all you got to do is give them a call at 310-538-3198. That was, oh, I forgot. No soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that sounded live. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Oh, it's hilarious. You know, one of the hardest shit that we have to deal with is to make it sound easy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Also, if you want to get down with Fantastic Forum, we got a few different ways you can do it. Uh, you can go ahead and call into Fantastic Forum via Skype, Fantastic Forum on Skype. Or you can go ahead and jump into chat, chat.allgames.com or allgames.com uh, slash live. Jump into the chat and, uh, you know, let us know what it is that you have to say, what it is you want to say. We'll take your comments directly out of there and bring them into the show, uh, such as, uh, let's see, Tire Claw says what's up fantastic forum something unbelievable happened this week black panther has been nominated for best picture and spider-man into the spider-verse has been nominated for best animated feature at this year's oscars that did happen that did happen uh what also, do you what spike do you lee got a he got a nomination too for best what director did? Spike Lee? Yeah, which is crazy that that's his first nomination. Well, it's because, you know, they feel bad because his dad died last year. Wait, he didn't get anything for Do the Right Thing? Yes, yeah, uh, Stan Lee. Oh, jeez. Come on, man. Why well, see? He didn't get any. Look, he didn't get any. You got, you, you got, you got knee over here giggling. <laughs> <laughs> My job here is done. I'm out. <laughs> She should not be listening, considering some of the things we say. Oh, listen, Nia, Nia is fully exposed to all of your hedonism. She's never been exposed to me fully. Oh, jeez. You see? It's, <laughs> look, it's stuff like that. that way. It's, now she's going to look at me funny next time I see her. <laughs> Let's keep it that way. Like, oh, I don't like the way that said the sound at all. I'm like, you know what? We're suspending this line of conversation. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, yeah. Spike Lee Oscar nomination. That's crazy. You know, you but anyway. that's his first. Dude, I know. No, that's what I'm saying. Nothing it's for weird. do the right thing. No, dude, they don't <laughs> ever recognize. Like It was like a running thing where it's just like, yeah, okay, they and just the thing is, recognize Spike Lee, even though it's great. His movies, maybe not best picture, but some of them may be, you know, but best director. He could he should have gotten that before for Black Klansman. Yeah, yeah, he's done way better than that. Well, I know that movie is like average as for Spike Lee, especially. He's done yeah. way better than that. Like, you know, sometimes they mess around and the Oscars, they don't give you the, the Oscar for the performance you're supposed to get all the time. They they give you the one after sometimes and there's like, OK, well, I would spit in his face. Say what? I would spit in Oscar's face. 
Mm. With right? dick. I'd be mad if like well, I mean I'm sure he's proud of, of Black Klansman, you know, but yeah, I'd be like, Man, I'm not even going. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. I feel like he might go just in case he wins. So he could say crazy stuff to all those people in the room. He's not gonna win. And he's not gonna say crazy stuff. It's a pity nom. He's not gonna he's not gonna win. I feel like that might be true. Uh I don't think he is gonna win. But uh, Spike Lee lately, I feel like, you know, as he's gotten a little bit older, he just talks. Yeah, he gives less of a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. As do we all. Like, that, that, that old guy. But anyway, what do you guys think about uh, Black Panther and Into the Spider-Verse? I think it's stupid. Into the Spider-Verse should have been in the in the Black Panther slot for Best Picture. Yeah, I, I, they, giving it best animated is kind of like a consolation prize. It's a participation trophy, really. It, it should have been in in the best picture. Wow, I, and like, it's too blurry. I it, they just don't usually do that for animated films. Now, I'm not saying that that should be the case, but right. I mean that. Well, that's that's my whole case. Is well, this is animated, so we're gonna say best animated, even if it's better than all the other stuff you have nominated you know that that's kind of i've always thought that was kind of dumb especially yeah and also like for example like there's movies that could be best picture but just because they were blockbusters too like they don't get anything but then they put like 12 movies that nobody saw yeah and i feel like the academy's been trying to address that for the last few years where they're like you know i mean they've done it more and less successfully from year to year but you know i feel like they they've recognized in the fact like just because it was like a, a hit doesn't mean that it can't get a nomination even though i mean i will say this usually the movies that everyone goes to everyone goes to go see aren't the best movies you know what i mean like yeah but the thing is there's other you know th- this was more so the case um like in the 70s and 80s you know where a movie was like a, a blockbuster and it was a good movie too, and it was probably a better movie than the stuff out around the same time. You know, an example would be probably like something like, like Rocky. You know what I mean? But Rocky, Rocky, Rocky won. won an Oscar, didn't he? No, I know, but that that's like I'm using that as an example where where it's happened. But there's other times where other stuff didn't do that. You know what I mean? And then as time went on, they started going towards more of like the art house movies that you only see in you know in New York and L.A. See, but honestly, the oh. and the the news story was about Black Panther being nominated because it's a superhero movie. Honestly, I I see that as kind of an insult because if you remember, they they said they uh they said they would be they would add more nominees so that they can add movies that people watch and mm-hmm. and enjoyed, and that's kind of like saying, well, we're gonna give this movie a participation trophy. But yeah. it's probably not going to win. We're just throwing it in there because a lot of people saw it. But like, why not throw in Infinity War too? Right, and that was yeah. That that's another but thing. Infinity War, I think, was a little bit better than was than better Black than Black Panther. Yeah. No, oh, that's not. I don't think that's true at all. Like, it was Infinity. Like, yeah, you know, I love Infinity War, but I don't think it was a better movie than Black Panther. Really, right? I do. It's I, like, I, I for sure think. Uh, into the Spider Verse was Spider Verse was better than Black Panther. No, that that I think I would agree with. I think Into the Spider Verse is a better movie. Okay, than Black so Panther. We, so we we agree there's at least one better movie than Black Panther. Well, no, <laughs> there's there are plenty of movies. No, but I mean that that didn't get nominated. Like we're agreeing 
Spider-Verse better than Black Panther, but Black Panther got the nomination over Spider-Verse. Yeah, but you would they wouldn't put an animated film in the best for best picture, I don't think. Right? But it's still it's a picture. You know? No, I, I look, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that, you know, that's just not what they do unless I'm, I I can't think of a time where it's happened. Well, when the Academy Awards are on, hashtag it's not me. <laughs> I will say that, um, you know, going back to your point, Mo, you know, I feel like, you know, when you're talking about 70s and 80s, like, I feel like those movies, even though some of them are popular, like the ones that got nominated back then were really good movies. You know what I mean? It's like, like we're talking about like movies like Star Wars. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like most of the hits that come out now aren't on that level. No, I, I agree. And there weren't that many but movies they, back But they can be. There weren't that many I mean, movies back then. Be, so the, they're not. Or at least they haven't been. The the hits the hits back then were the good ones because that's the one people went to see. There weren't a thousand movies a year like there is now. Well, that's true too. There are a lot more movies. But I'm just thinking about like when you talk about some of the highest grossing films like in the last like say, you know, let's say the last like four or five years. You know, you're not really talking about movies that are like amazing, amazing, like, you know, like some of them. But, you know, like, I mean, if I'm thinking about like, say, just because, you know, we're talking about Black Panther, if I'm t- thinking about a superhero film, the only superhero film I can think of off the top of my head that I'm like, man, that maybe could have been good enough to be thought of as Oscar worthy is maybe like The Winter Soldier. I would have said Dark Knight Returns, not Returns. Uh... The one with Heath Ledger was that one. Dark just... Knight Rises, the dark, yeah, the Dark Knight. Dark Knight, yeah, okay, yeah, that one. I would have said Suicide Squad. You're so crazy, <laughs> and you know what? I mean, the the you make you make a good point with the Dark Knight. I mean, that was probably a little bit more more than four or five years ago, though, right? Or no? Oh yeah, that yeah, that's like ago. ten. Yeah, but at least ten. But yeah. we're still in. But the... you're joking. Is Winter Soldier more than five years old? Yeah, it is. Huh? Yeah. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah, the dark, the dark night. You, you're right. Like that could get that could get a nod too, you know. But yeah, and I remember people wanting that to happen. Yeah, I mean, they gave it to Heath Ledger, but he had to die. Yeah. Hey, man, he took one for the team. Yeah. So, well, it's interesting. Um, what else? What else should we talk about? <laughs> like, what, Why don't they just nominate every movie and then have people pick? Because like people, people are gonna pick, people are gonna pick stupid shit. Yeah, but let them. Like Bumblebee will win it next year. That's a good movie. No, it's not. You stop. It. You saw it? No, I no, didn't. I don't have to see it. I want to see it. I but. think you do. I mean, they're gonna make a sequel. How are you gonna know what's going on when you watch the sequel? I'm not watching any Bumblebee sequel. I'm waiting till Oz comes back to LA so we can watch it with Larry. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for Disney to buy the Transformers franchise. Then we'll get a good Transformers movie. I don't. I don't think we will. Still, <laughs> yeah. Like, why don't Why don't we start? Why don't we start with the impressions of Punisher? Since you know, I, yeah, did you finish not, it or no? No, I haven't finished it. I'm. I am. Uh, I like four episodes in. Oh, that's that's where we all are. I'm starting the sixth. Okay. And so, what what are you, what are your thoughts on? As as you've been calling it, Disney's The Punisher. Oh. Well, first why, of all... Why, why are you calling it Disney's The Punisher, Moses? He's, he hasn't punished anybody in four or five episodes, six episodes. He's he, just he, been caught in fights and defends himself. So he's the self-defender. 
Uh huh. You know, and then he takes a girl hostage, so he's a kidnapper, and <laughs> you know. But I mean, vandalizes a hotel room. Don't forget that he's the vandalizer. The vandalizer, the <laughs> unlicensed independent contractor, but not the Punisher. Oh, you know what? Actually, episode one, that bartender, he punished her. Yeah, he punished her <laughs> pussy, but she, the pussy wasn't guilty. It was guilty of being moist. Yeah, that's not a crime, and it shouldn't have gotten killed like that. <laughs> so, so the problem, the problem you're having is... It doesn't feel like Punisher to you because he's not punishing folks. Nah, it feels like a lot of shit I like though. You know, I, dude, I, I'm just saying like it's interesting because I know like it felt to me as though those first three episodes were like an arc, like a of a book. Yeah, no, it feels and, like a book. But look, I'm not even going. I'm not even trying to judge it like the book because that brought me a whole other set of aggravations, man. Because you know. I'm ready to see Jigsaw, like, that's the, you know, I had the same problems with the beginning of the first season, mm-hmm. and then, you know, as the season went through, then it got good, and he's like, okay, he's actually punishing people, and he actually punished Jigsaw, and made it origin of Jigsaw, and that twisted everything for me, it's like, okay, this is a good show, it's tight, I watched yeah. it like three times. And I come over here and I see, okay, I'm ready to see Jigsaw. They put this creepy mask on him. Then he takes off his fucking mask and he's a fucking pretty boy, beauty queen motherfucker. Yeah. And I'm like, man, what the fuck? I I got pissed. It's like, I want my Jigsaw to look like Frankenstein or some shit. Like, they call him Jigsaw because they actually put his face back together piece by piece. Right, but no, nah, this pretty motherfucker. I don't yeah. want. I want to. I want to look good in this movie. Yeah, he's jigsaw because they're they're doing that with his brain. His brain is fractured like a puzzle. Fuck you, fucking <laughs> Disney motherfucker. That's why. That's why this shit is gonna get canceled too. Why are you? But it's getting. All of them are getting canceled. Yeah, I know. And even though, look, Netflix too. Like I didn't know it was out this weekend either. Myself, I saw some meme that told me. And then when I try to search it, you know, usually Netflix puts the new stuff that comes yeah. out that Friday, like front Get and center. It. Yeah. Like it's a screensaver and then it plays the, the trailer for you. Did it for Blur Box. Instead, I had to see this crappy movie called IO. Oh, you didn't like that? It was cool, but I fell asleep a lot. Gotcha. Many edibles. But it, it was all right. There was another one that was bad that I didn't like, but I forget what it was called. Actually, when I said IO, I had that in my mind. And Big Man in chat said, Jagsaw looked better. That's true. But he called him Jag. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I wanted you to laugh, man. Anyway. So, yeah, so, yeah, this Punisher ain't punishing nobody, and, you know, aside from it having stuff that I like in it, in terms of the feel, like, it starts off just like one of my favorite Van Damme movies ever, Nowhere to Run. So, it's it's like that, and Nowhere to Run is like a Western, you know, like the guy with no name and a weird past comes it. You know, then they fight. Then they do the assault on Precinct 13 episode, where it's like they're all locked in the jailhouse and the bad guys come. Again, good episode, stupid stuff happening with no punishment. Now he's got a little girl walking with him and they're getting friendly. The whole thing seems a little inappropriate for me, but, you know, maybe that's what he wants to punish next. Oh, my God. No. See, I just think it's definitely doing a bit of a slow burn. But now this is beyond slow burn, man. This is like. He's fighting, there's action in it, but he's not punishing. But he's about to. Nah. Look, man, I feel this chick is going to help him heal and not kill. 
<laughs> like you're like she's gonna send him the wrong direction. He's gonna yeah. Look, I can feel it in my bones. Like, There's gonna be a, a a scene or something where he's he's gonna be on the brink because she's already made made the comment like I saw you there. You almost liked it. Or what was the other one that she said? I don't know. Did you guys see when he fought in the gym? When he fought what? When he fought the Russian guys in the gym? No, no. no. Okay, so uh, like this might be a little spoilery for you. He fights Russian guys in a gym. <laughs> and uh, I think that's the next episode, you guys. I'm like two ahead of you. Well, your guys are on four. I think that happens on fifth. And then I am I started six today. So. Yeah, the, the last thing in four is Jigsaw uh, finds Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he fights these Russian guys. And then he basically, he's led into a trap. He knows it's a trap. And he's still going. And then the little girl asks him, like, you're still going? And he goes, yeah. And then she goes, man, I don't know, man. You kind of look happy you're going in. Like, she's trying to, all of a sudden, this little girl that's running from Hitman does her own bad shit that we don't know about. All of a sudden, tries to turn Frank Castle into less of a Punisher. Like, I, I can only see this progressing more. Well, I mean, she might try harder, but... That doesn't mean he'll have to do it. it yeah, it, I don't like it. It's an inappropriate relationship. I don't like it. <laughs> I think by the time we get to, you know, the, the second half, he'll be in full swing of punishing. Uh, Heck says, oh, fuck, get some headphones, Mayor. And Big Man says, today's episode is live from the Matrix through a 56K modem. Man, that'd be a messed up Matrix. I wish Mayor could get 56K. My internet's fantastic. Did you do that stuff to the computer? I did. Yeah. So that wasn't the problem. Yeah. Maybe it's me. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. So far, I like it. I, the only my only gripe is Jigsaw's face because when when I saw that, because I I was fully expecting him to look terrible. He just looks like he messed around and you know got hurt a little bit. Like you know, I feel like uh, like I he shouldn't be self conscious about that. <laughs> Not really. We'll have to revisit revisit Punisher once we all finish it. So. um how how long will they wait before they uh they make the cancellation announcement? You think? What are they gonna do? What like two weeks? They're gonna wait for everybody that's gonna watch it to watch it, and then so then make the announcement to get more people to watch it before it goes away. But people don't even know it's out. Like over the weekend, I spoke to ten people that wanted were waiting for it, didn't know it was out. Wow. Maybe they already yeah, made I the announcement. I like going to go see it, and I was just like, because you know they have like I know they have they have their feature section where they make the things bigger. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I don't even see it in there. <laughs> or at least it wasn't, if it was there, it wasn't in the front. I was like, they're making you work for it. You're like, we got to scroll all the way back here. I felt like I was on the DC Universe app. <laughs> I couldn't find shit. It, it was in the Netflix original section. And it was like the tenth, the eighth one in. Yeah. Maybe they knew you'd hate it. It's not their job to nanny my emotions about things. I pay them good money to give it to me. Yeah, you're paying them extra money now, right? Yeah. Why are you paying them extra money? Because they raised the price. Oh, gotcha. But, you know, it's it's cool. I mean, you get you get a new series. You get several new series a week. And occasionally you get some good movies that are original, you know? They're probably only going to get better. But you know what pisses me off? Is that this extra money is to give it to Adam Sandler because he made six movie deal with them. You know what I mean? 
six oh, really? movies? What yeah. the hell is he going to do? He did like three movies produced and I think two that he starred in and then a special, yeah, a but, comedy special. That what, was the deal. What, what What are the movies? Are they out yet or Well, he did or? the one with Kevin James. That wasn't the good. One, he, did, uh, he did a stand-up special. He did a stand-up special. Then he did one with himself the, the night of or the week of where his daughter's getting married. Then he did one for David Spade, and then he did another one for him where he plays his uh, his manager or his agent or whatever. He based this character on his agent, and he's like a Hollywood agent, and he's just like a really nice guy, and he's trying to get some girl, and hilarity ensues. Mm. So, yeah, I watched all of them, but only... Were they any good? They're okay. They're not, you know... I haven't heard of a good... Uh, Adam Sandler movie in a long time. The Week Of is a good movie. Adam Sandler's getting to the age where when he makes funny movies that are more serious and more heartfelt, more um, sentimental, you know, more family comedies, like, those are good. And that The Week Of is one of those. And then the other one where he plays his his agent guy, like, it's good too, but it's more funny but it's kind of heartfelt too because the guy's a nice guy and like, doesn't know how to talk to girls or whatever. So that one's okay. But the, the ones that he's not in are not that good. Yeah, you I think said he did, th- two with David, he did two with David Spade, I think, and then one with Kevin James. You said The Cobbler was good, right? The Cobbler was good, yeah. But again, that's one of those more arty, artsy, like heartfelt movies. It just happens to be kind of a superhero movie. I need to see that. It's called yeah, The Cobbler. That's a soup. It's like a superhero movie. Yeah, he he huh. plays a, a cobbler, and then when he puts on people's shoes, he like quantum leaps into their life or something, right? He becomes them. Yeah, <laughs> that's a superpower. Yeah, well, especially how he uses it, and then like the backstory, and because it's like some legend in Eastern Europe where his family's from, so he comes from a long line of people that do all that. So there's like the dude that did it in like. The early mob days in New York. Mm-hmm. And then there's he him that does it now. And actually Method Man is in it. And Method Man Method Man plays Adam Sandler being Method Man. And he does a good job. Huh. Okay. And he yeah. to add the cobbler to the queue. And then it was cool too, because it's like, you know how um what was it in uh Secret Service? Well, sorry, that's not what they call it in the movies, right? The Kingsman. Uh-huh. The comic is Secret Service, but the Kingsman in the movie, like, they have the thing with the, the tailors are their, like, go-to guys. They're, like, valets that kind of help them out, you know? The right. cobblers have that. So every time that they open up a shop where they're going to be, you know, the heroic type, like, they open it next to a barber shop, and the barbers are their go-to people that help them out. It's weird because Adam Sandler, does, he knows the barber, and he's, like, he's cool with them, but he never knew that, that that's why the barber was next to his dad's shop. And then at the end, they do the cool shit with the special effects, like, they go into the tube and underground and all that. But it's just at the end. They don't do it throughout the movie at all. I just ruined the ending. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, you don't have to see that. <laughs> just took <laughs> hey, it off. If you wanted to see, you would have seen it by now. It's like 10 years old. Just took it off the queue. I yeah. thought it was. <laughs> I thought you said it was on Netflix. Yeah, but he didn't do that as part of the deal. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. like a straight to DVD movie that yeah. just happens to be on Netflix. Oh, well, no, I didn't know it existed. I didn't even know it was on Netflix. I just mentioned it because Mo was talking about Adam Sandler movies. And that's the last 
movie I can remember somebody saying was good. And it was me. <laughs> and Yeah, and it was you because nobody else watched it. Nobody even knew it was out. Yeah. I only heard of it because it was such a ridiculous premise. Yeah, but if you watch that in Kingsman, it's like it's similar like ideas. Um, it's just the cobbler is not as grand and epic as Kingsman. Yeah. And then Kingsman also has its own little sardonic humor. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what sardonic means. <laughs> but, <clears throat> but I heard that today while I was in the bathroom. Oh, it's because one of the writers is from Sardinia. Oh, all right. <laughs> so it's the, the humor of, of, a, of sardines. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I like sardines. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah. So Hector's writing, say, fuck Adam Sandler because he's making our prices go up. Then you got Seinfeld and Chappelle because they paid premium for, uh, I think, Seinfeld, what, two specials plus his, his uh, coffee car. Yeah, show and then Chappelle, and then they paid a bunch of money to Chris Rock too. So yeah, like let's just you know instead of building a wall around Mexico because they're making us spend money being illegals, let's build it around those comedians so that I don't have to pay more for Netflix. Hey man, look, they found a niche. There is a wall. Let's call a paywall. Yeah, but that's not like that's <laughs> keeping me out. That's not the pro- that's not the point. But. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to our silent assassin Jay. Are you on the line? No. No. Okay. Yes. Oh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> cool. How are you, man? Good to have you on the show. Oh, thank you. I'm good. You? Yeah. <laughs> also, too. Uh, it looks like we have a caller. Caller, tell the people who you are, where you're calling from, and what you want to talk about. My name is Heck. I'm calling from Tucson, where Adam Sandler filmed a shitty movie, and uh, fuck that guy. And that—that's really all I wanted to say. Fuck Adam Sandler. <laughs> He called it just to be like F. Adam Sandler. Yeah. I mean, I got other stuff that'll come later. But for right now, fuck that guy. Got it. Well, they welcome but to the it, show. Uh, Don't happy, Mess happy with the Zohan was a great movie. What was a great movie? Don't Mess with the Zohan. Oh. I don't think I saw that. It, it was goofy. I liked it. I didn't like it. That's Is that Adam Sandler? Uh, uh, that's that's the like one where he's... No, he's an Israeli spy that yeah. moves to, to the U.S. to become a hairdresser. You know what? I did see that movie. I did like it. Yeah, you're, you're a man of culture. I never saw it, but I don't like it. <laughs> I, I give you like a twenty percent chance of maybe liking it. It's I like a, those odds. It's another superhero movie by Adam Sandler. Uh, I mean, that dude literally I, has superpowers. I feel like that might be the. Was that the last Adam Sandler movie I saw in theaters? I mean, you you already messed up seeing seeing in theaters. No, I think I might have. I don't know. That's when I was going to movies a lot. I think. I hope you had like Movie Pass or something. No, they didn't. They didn't even have apps when that came out. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I do think that's probably the last major movie release he had. No, because he had Wait, the one what? with uh, he had the one with with uh, Drew Barrymore. Where the I thought that came before. Yeah, Zohan blend, was after that. The blended the last family big one? one was Pixels. Oh yeah, oh, Pixels. Yeah. Yeah, that was stupid too. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's funny. It's stupid though. Yeah, I'll give you that. Z- Zohan is probably more stupid though. More stupid and less funny, but it's more superhero-y, so it's more enjoyable. If that makes any sense. I like all the bright colors and pixels. That's fair. So, all right, we've talked about Adam Sandler enough. Yeah, we're supposed to be talking about Punisher. But... Yeah, well, I think we were done with Punisher. Well, too. we started punishing the audience by talking about Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on to talk about Glass? 
Sure. Um, I guess. Joe, <laughs> did you watch Punisher? No. Did you I'm watch? I'm not on Netflix right now. Did you watch Ready Player One? Yeah. I had issues with it, but it was okay. I kind of like it better when it was Summer Wars. <laughs> it's like yeah <laughs> i was like why is mo bringing up ready player one but now i know because i wrote <laughs> that joke when i saw it but i joe's the only one that remembers sober wars yeah <laughs> yeah and he hasn't been on the show since november <laughs> wasn't joe on the show last week but he wasn't on on like we didn't ask his opinions on stuff gotcha right okay you called him at work yeah, like you interrupted him. I didn't mean to. I didn't know. Anyway. Right. Before we talk about Glass, can I talk about Dragon Ball Super Broly? Sure. As long as we can play the, the movie review music. Does it matter, though? You guys can't hear it. The audience can. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you when it ends. <laughs> So you guys heard it now? No. no. Oh. We, just heard, we just heard Heck say the... Oh. So now you gotta edit that out so you can use it again. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so go ahead, Jay. What what did you think of uh, Dragon Ball... Was, is it called Dragon Ball Z Brawly? No, Dragon Ball Super Bra- Brawly. Oh, I'm sorry. Dragon Ball get, Super. Get your franchises correct. I'm trying right exactly. Don't mess around. I was right franchise, wrong, uh, wrong era. Right. So <laughs> it was really good. So it's basically about King Vegeta being a jealous bitch and sending Broly off to another planet because his power level was like higher than Vegeta's. And so years later, Broly goes to get revenge on Vegeta for what happened, and him and Goku have to team up to beat him. And uh, it was actually really good. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Is it? Um, I do I, you know? Do all these? Or maybe this this might be a, a dumb question, but you know, do these Dragon Ball movies take place like in the same? Uh, like, are they canon? Yes, kind of. They're canon to Super. But Super's a continuation of the ones before, right? A continuation of Z, not GT. Technically, um, Super takes place before GT. Yeah. And kind of concurrently. It's so like an alternate it's, universe. Like, star, yeah. like the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek. And then with uh, Battle of Gods and Resurrection F, they're technically canon because they redo it in the Super anime. Which is why I didn't watch Broly, because it'll probably be the next season of Super. Yeah, from what I know, the movies are kind of just like condensed versions of things that are happening in the series. But before so they you're not watching the series and watching the movies will give you a good idea of some of the stuff going on. So this one was good. It was straightforward. A lot of fighting. I think you might like it, Lawrence, because it was like a little less camp than like the other movie we saw. Uh-huh. It's cool. Okay. I like Broly. It's like, the way they do his power is, like, really interesting. Because it's like, he basically is untrained. He just, like, learned to fight from his dad and, like, fighting, living on a harsh world. And he doesn't have a tail, 
So he can't turn into a great ape, but what he does is he just like starts growing in size. The more like uh, angry he gets, like he doesn't go super saiyan, but he grows in size and gets like wilder without actually turning into an ape. It's pretty so cool. He just like looks like a bigger man. Yeah, he just gets bigger. So like he's about the same size as Goku when they start fighting, but then he starts getting amped up and he's like like gets to like three to- three heads taller than him and like bulkier. Okay. And then Goku has to fuse with Vegeta doing the fusion dance, which was great. <laughs> there it is. Tire Clouds in chat. He says Dragon Ball's uh, Super Brawly is number three at the box office. Burr says, is impressive. So, it's not like a regular release. Yeah. Burr says, so Brawly goes Hulk. And Pretty says, much. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> See, I, I did. I didn't say it. I typed it. Yeah, I know. But I read it like that with your <laughs> yeah, voice. And every time I read it, I, I you know. Yeah. Or yes. <laughs> I refuse. Oh, oh, and I think the best thing about it is that the wishes everyone intended to make those were like really awesome. Like some of the best wishes I've heard in a while. Okay. The wishes from getting all catching them all. Yeah. Yeah, getting all the Pokemon. Sweet. So, all right. So you would you enjoyed it, Jay? You definitely uh, w- would. It, would you recommend people go see? Yeah. It, how, how many monkey tails do you give it? Well, I would actually give it six Dragon Balls out of seven. Okay, <laughs> that that's <works>. fair. No <laughs> wish for you. <laughs> no wish for you. Person, <laughs> yeah, also do some well. interesting stuff with like <laughs> multiverse fighting. At the end, that's really visually interesting. That does sound interesting. What do you mean by multiverse fighting? Like they go into the multiverse? Yeah, like they kind of break the astral. Like they kind of break out of the real world into like this astral plane. Yeah, they like break into an astral plane and fight there before returning to Earth. Dragon Ball Super has a really like cool multiverse dynamic. So I don't know if you watch the series, like. They actually have battle between universes at the end of this current run, and I assume that's kind of what they go into here too, right, Jay? Or, or uh, no? they don't actually explain it. So, like, yeah, they don't actually explain it. It kind of just happens. And Piccolo does mention that there is a multiverse, which is how I glean that info. Oh, okay. No, you should check out that last. I don't say probably like the last twenty episodes. But out of those last 20, really, the last 10 are, like, the good ones. Yeah, I do want to watch the whole thing. I'm just so backlogged right now. Yeah. I, I literally, like, I, I got the, uh, I got Crunchyroll, and I did it all in, like, three months. Right, and I timed it right till it ended. So, like, mm-hmm. when, when it ended, like, I watched that episode, like, simulcast. Oh, okay. It was a cool little run, but... Yeah, the multiverse though. Like, there's a lot of cool uh, alternate sayings. Has that that whole series has wrapped up already? Yeah, like they yeah. said, it, it's the like, end. But then the creator said it's like for now. Okay. Have fun editing that. I'm just gonna cut like 20 minutes out. <laughs> just from the top. Nobody's gonna hear what you thought about Dragon Ball Z. Oh, not Z. Sorry. What is Brawly? Super. Super. Super Brawly. <laughs> Big Man says, Dragon Ball Super actually adapts multiverse theory in an interesting way and does absolutely nothing with it. I'm glad he could say it clearly. <laughs> so, who saw Glass? 
I saw it. Oh, good. It's not just me. Okay. Uh, so you saw it too. Heck, you have not seen it? Nah. Moses and I are in the same boat. So let's start with you, Oz. What do you think of Glass? Uh, Glass is kind of, I don't know. Well, I know you guys probably saw Unbreakable. And it's kind of going back to that 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 style, that Shyamalan, that classic Shyamalan. And I mean that in a good way. It's not action-packed. It's a lot of psychological stuff. And in fact, I really wish they made this movie 10 years ago when Bruce Willis still cared about making movies. I think the fights between Bruce Willis and and the Horde would have been way better when Bruce Willis was still able to fight. If you're hearing me pause, it's because you're we're, we're going into the Matrix. Yeah. I don't know why. It's weird. Mm, yeah. Wait, what's what? But well, I didn't hear the last thing you said about the last sentence you said about glass. I think the, I think the, the fights between fights. Bruce Willis and Willis. and the Horde would have been way better with a younger Bruce Willis because mm. they 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 have they have their moments and the the fights are good. I mean, they're they're a decent superhero fight, but I think it would have been a lot better. Like I can kind of see where they have to show it's Bruce Willis, and so it, it's not a lot happening. But then when, when the camera is behind Bruce Willis and it's the stunt guy, then he gets to mm-hmm. throw a kick or a punch. <laughs> so, when, so Bruce Willis can't even do a kick or a punch? Like, Bruce Willis smiled less in this movie than Homegirl did in the Captain Marvel trailer. I'm starting to think somebody's holding a gun to his head when he does a movie. <laughs> like, that man is not enjoying making movies. And this one I thought he would enjoy. But I, he's probably at that age. I blame Kevin Smith. And for, for people who haven't seen Unbreakable or Split, the first act of this movie is kind of for people who have. It's it's Bruce Willis's character tracking down the Horde a few months after the events of Split. Uh, should I mention Bruce Willis's superhero name? It's not yes. it's not really a story spoiler, so I don't. They they're calling him the Overseer. Kind of a dumb name, but whatever. So they they call him the overseer, and I he, you know they have sketches of him like like they had a uh, uh, Green Arrow year one. Uh-huh. So the, so the first act is really a setup to bring these characters together, and he does it by having Bruce Willis knows that this guy's out there, and he's still doing his his shtick from from Split. So he has to come and get him, and that's that's the first act. But it's really just to bring them together. In the same place, which is the the asylum. That's not a spoiler. We know that from the trailer. And then the second act goes into... They they introduce you, the psychologist. And now they're trying to explain... They they take the time to explain for people who haven't seen the other two movies... Their superpowers and their weaknesses. And then also try to... they, They try to make you wonder whether this the superpowers are real... Or if it's a, a psychological defect with with each of the characters. Even the weakness because Bruce Willis is the overseer. His weakness is water. And so she tries to talk about a previous trauma that would make him think that water was his weakness. They try to ground everything and make you wonder, are these powers real or are they not? And it, it's kind of weird to me because if you're telling Bruce Willis, you don't have super strength. That's all in your head. Then why is he in a steel room? You know, why is he, when they're talking to him, why is he the only one that's chained up with these gigantic chains to a steel plate bolted to the ground? So that, that, gets, that gets a little weird. But I do like how the, the explanation of, of what's actually happening. The, do they show how he got caught into the asylum thing? 
Yeah, that's the whole first act of it. it he gets caught and the horde get caught. That's the first, I guess, what, half hour of it. Okay. Then the, the rest of it takes place in the asylum. And like I said, they explain everybody's powers. And you get to see Mr. Glass do Mr. Glass things and kind of be be that villain. Each character has a sidekick in the movie. Like Bruce Willis has his son, who, if you remember from Unbreakable, was the only one that knew his dad was a superhero. So now he's kind of the guy in the chair for his dad. And the other character, Oracle. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. He's the guy in the computer yeah. telling him where to go. And the other two have their own little sidekicks. <laughs> it's uh, it's not action packed like it's, a regular uh, superhero movie. It's more psychological. That's why I always compare it to Unbreakable, and I guess Split too, because Split wasn't a lot of action or a lot of horror. McAvoy, great job uh, with the like he's he's probably the best thing in the movie. He is amazing. He has he has one moment specifically where he's one character trying to to keep control, and then there's another there's another character that can that is like the only one that can control the body whenever he wants. So he's he's one guy. Then, as he's losing control of the body, for a split second, he becomes the the other guy, which is like a nine-year-old child, before that guy hands it over to the person trying to take control. And it, it like it, the whole thing takes like three seconds, but it's it it looks so good when he did it that I just thought it was badass. Then there's also another point with McAvoy that was supposed to be a serious moment. I knew it was a serious moment. It's a, a lot of drama happening. And Amber next to me just laughed out loud in the theater where everybody turned and looked at us. It it was kind of a silly thing. I understand why she laughed. I just happened to know it was supposed to be a serious moment. So that that's neither bad nor good. I just thought it was an interesting thing. I don't want to say exactly what it was because it's really spoilery. Okay. Well, what did uh, what did you think of it? Well, Jim? now I'm curious. No, no, no. We're not spoiling the movie. Just came out. Um, I thought it was good. Yeah, James McAvoy was amazing. Like he plays each of his roles really well. The story was good. There were some timing issues towards the end where it would seem like the feeling of time just wasn't passing correctly. But you know that can be. Fun. And uh, I thought it was really good, and particularly like the pacing. Wait, you, you did or did not? I did. Okay, but even though wait. wait. Did you, did you say before you said that it, it has time issues? Yes. Okay. Which basically, okay. like, at the yeah. end, there are some things that yeah. it feels like they stop what's happening in one section so that they can focus on another section, even though they're kind of supposed to be happening at the same time. Did yeah. any of that come through? It's a lot of those kind of, of weird them. little things. Like, when the psychologist shows up and starts talking to him, she, she comes in and says, hey, I have three days to cure you guys. And I'm like, wait. You have three guys with what you believe is a serious psychological issue and delusions of grandeur, and you're going to cure them in three days or lobotomize them? It can happen. Right. It, it doesn't make sense. Well, they have the lobotomize, so she's like, yeah, it's so one way or another, you'll be she, And she doesn't say lobotomize. She calls it a procedure, but <laughs> it's a lobotomy. Come on. it's it's Yeah, it, either way, they're going to get fixed. I hope there's a sequel to it or... I guess if it's a trilogy. Well, if it's a trilogy, then they need one more movie, right? Why? Well, don't trilogies have four movies now? Like a prequel. Oh, that doesn't count? 
No, I no, splits no, no, no. Yeah, I would have just thought Unbreakable split in glass would just, you know. Yeah, that's your yeah, trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a joke on how a lot of trilogies are for movies these days. <laughs> Quadrilogy. So, okay. So, I mean, I do want to see it. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah. Another thing I thought was interesting was the end, like, this is after the movie, but the credit rolls at the end, I thought were interesting also. Because they have, like, the credit, credit rolling, and then they have, like, glass on the sides that reflects the credit spin. I thought that was interesting. Fair. <laughs> yeah, and don't feel bad if you didn't see Unbreakable because it was so long ago that like half the movie is cut into this movie so you can know what's happening. So it's kind of like you're getting a movie and a half. And if you didn't see Split, then that's okay too because the first half hour is what what would have happened if Bruce Willis knew about Split before the movie actually happened because the guy's doing the same thing with the with the cheerleaders and everything. Mm. Okay, so they, they they basically made many versions of the the two previous films to put in the first half hour. Well, the Unbreakable, like it's literally cut into this movie. Oh, gotcha. it, it it's supposed to be a flashback, but it's the actual movie clips. Got and it. and with Split, after the events of Split, well, in Split he kidnaps four girls and he does what he's gonna do, and so after he he get he gets out. He's doing it again and again, like he's he's doing it over and over again, where even the characters in his head are like, you know, we've been doing this like a few times and what we want to happen isn't happening. And that's what he's doing. That's why Bruce Willis is looking for him in the first place, because nobody else can find him and nobody can stop him. Right. Yeah, I just I just saw a split. Oh, what a loser. <laughs> I don't to tell you, man, like I like it was like maybe like a week ago. It's funny because I didn't know Split was tied into it at all. When so you watched I, when, it initially? Yeah, when I watched it initially. So when I saw that ending, I was like, I mean, Emily could tell you, I got up from my seat. I was jumping around like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> it looked like one of those like um, reaction videos to like, you know, a call, a football call. You know what I mean? Right. It was like that. Like I was screaming at the TV and everything because, <laughs> you know, I love Unbreakable. Yeah. And M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. I just don't watch the bad movies. I think you'll enjoy this one. I'm sure I will. Especially how, like, well, it's like a superhero movie, but, like, how you explain it, that it's more, um, like, cerebral, you know? Like, I guess, like, it's not flashy and action-packed. Well, half the cast is too old to fight. Right. And, uh... (laughs) But it's also... But, yeah, but... You know, it's all story, you know, and that's like, to me, that's like what remind what, what I liked about Vertigo, you know, like you would take heroes in some of the Vertigo books and put them in those situations that are Vertigo situations. And, you know, it, it depends on what hero, but they didn't know how to act and they didn't know what to do. And, and it made for an interesting story. Yeah. And especially Glass himself. Which is why I like, Green, you know, Green Lantern by Grant Morrison. And especially especially Glass, when he starts actually putting his plan into motion and you start seeing all these different, I mean, he's supposed to be super genius. So you start seeing all these different little pieces going into action and he starts he starts kind of explaining what, what's going to happen. It's great to watch. It was the same feeling I had when Kingpin's plan comes to, to light in the uh, in the last uh, Daredevil thing. Yeah. yeah, the problem is it took eight episodes to get there. Right. Well, this is only one movie, so yeah, so it works. Cool. So how how would uh, the two of you rate Glass? 
I would say go watch it and let Bruce Willis know that nobody's holding a gun to his head. And if but they are, many, he should let many, us know. How many fractured shins out of five would you give? Oh, I'd give it four. I'd also give it four. What yeah. would have made it five? Like I said, those timing issues, like, they're easily ignorable, but they're still there. Okay. Easily ignorable is easy enough. Yeah, for me, oh. I think... I wasn't too happy with with the way it ends. Like it makes sense, but something about it like bugged me. And yeah, just just little things like what uh what Joe was talking about and stuff like, hey, I got three days to cure you with serious psychological issues. Uh, I could see them making a, another another movie though. Like he definitely sets he's setting up a world. It seems. I don't know if anybody would give him the money to do it, but he's definitely putting the pieces there to leave it open to make a different movie. How the um how did the uh box office do for it? It won the week. I don't know if it was tremendous. I'm gonna look Yeah, well, that's all that matters. I, no, I think I think it uh it actually performed I think pretty decently, all things considered. And and I if I'm not mistaken, I think he I don't remember if it was this one or if it was split, but one of them he financed himself. I think yeah, it was split. I think it was split, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause um, Unbreakable, like he got the money because it was like the one right after Six Sense, right? So he like, and then you know, people didn't like it. Those they people like were no, nah, a lot of people didn't like it. Like oh. it didn't, it didn't do well in the box office, and the people that I talked to that saw it, like, didn't like it. And then you know, now they're the biggest Winter Soldier fan, but. <laughs> You know, back then, I, like I, I, I'm interested. You know, my next, you know, I'm two years away from my 20-year uh, high school reunion, so that's the first question I'm gonna ask is what they thought of Split, because I know some of those motherfuckers were shitting on Unbreakable, but I mm. know that now they're buying advanced tickets to Comic Con and shit. But <laughs> they were teasing me for reading comics back in the day. So. Yeah. yeah. So, so I. So the movie cost 20 million to make and. Just that first weekend, it made forty. It's up to fifty now. That's just domestically. Yeah, that's not counting the foreign. Yeah. Well, we know it's going to do bad in China. Yeah. Yeah. No special effects in this one. Yeah. Like the and special effects is the the special effects is McAvoy's acting. I've never seen him in person, but Sam Jackson doesn't strike me as like a frail old man. Like I'm not nah. sure. Well, he does I'm in this sure, movie. I, I would want to get in a tussle with him. He seems surly. Yeah, well, you saw how he talked shit to Sam Rubin. Like, if he would have been in the studio for that, Sam Rubin would have gotten butt-fucked. <laughs> yeah, when, when he tried to call him Yeah, I hate Sam Rubin. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> uh, all right, good stuff. Look, it's like we're, we're moving right along. We're, we're coming away here on Fantastic Forum. Let's talk, let's talk about Blossoms 666. Should we? I don't want to get all garbled up. Okay. What do you want to do? I don't know. Let's just jump in the news, I guess. Because, I don't know, Some sometimes we're clear, sometimes we're not. I already switched, like, three different devices. So it's either me and everything's doing it, or it's not me. <laughs> That's true. It is either you or not you. I agree. Yeah. Oddly enough, for that, I came out clear. Yeah. I I remember I remember the time when Mo and I were were on Skype and like, oh, there's a there's a little hiss in the background. Yeah. Let's fix it. <laughs> Those and, were the days. Wasn't that amazing when that was our only issue? Oh, it was great. Look, should should I should I try to switch? It was six twenty nine tonight. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it was. <laughs> 
That's not even like, a joke. That that's when we did it. As soon as Larry came in, we all went to shit. But Larry sounds great. He's the only one that doesn't echo. Ugh, that's weird. Yeah, because I could try to jump on my phone. Look, let's. Well, it, I did test my internet, and my internet is rather slow. But it's been like that since I've been doing the show from here for like a year and a half already. Right, you know? and we've never had that issue. Yeah, no, this is a right. recent thing. It's only been like last month and two, a half. Yeah, two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, I can. I guess since since. I am coming through clear. We could try to do blossoms real quick. I'll, uh, I already have it in my head. It's pretty fast. And then uh, what I'll do is, uh, Oz, while you play the review music, let me know when it's done. But while you're doing that, I'll upload the pictures to um, Discord because I'm going to refer to them while I review. I don't have the review music. I can throw it in later. Okay. That's going to be great. So in the meantime, I'll just... Keep talking extemporaneously, whatever extemporaneously means, while I add these pictures onto, uh, what is it, Discord. And as always, you can join us in Discord at allgames.com slash live. But yeah, Blossom666 came out today. It is a um, another addition into the uh, horror. If it sounds like I'm doing a Jeff Goldblum impression, uh, don't mind me. It's it's how I I talk while I um multitasking because I'm terrible at it. <laughs> but uh yeah, Blossom 666 Blossoms 666 is the newest entry in the Archie Horror uh little imprint of Archie Comics and it's basic this one focuses on Jason and Cheryl Blossoms, which are the two red-headed twins. You, you got a good glimpse of them in, I think, issue two of Afterlife with Archie. And uh, I think maybe the Jughead, the Hunger, they come out in it. They're a regular staple in Archie comics. So if you read those, you see them a lot. Uh, Jason is the catalyst of the first episode of Riverdale, the first season. He's dead. He dies. Spoilers. They're trying to find out who murdered him in the TV series. I, Which made I it up. Ask you real if, quick. Oh, what? They're, they're not in Jughead, The Hunger, but uh, Cheryl is in Vampironica. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, what were you going to say, Larry? I could say I, I was like totally wondering as I was reading if these were like regular Archie characters because I don't, I don't remember them. Yeah, they are. I think uh, in the regular Archie books, I think Archie kind of dated her for a little bit or she kind of liked him. There's something weird there because they play on that. They play with that on the TV show too, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think in Afterlife as well. In Afterlife, uh, they um, kind of insinuate that they might be dating each other. Yeah. Jeez. I believe they also insinuated that in Archie versus Predator, but I would have to double check. There's a weird thing with them because they're twins. So they have a really strong bond. And in Riverdale, they kind of, they don't insinuate that they kind of bang each other, but it's like when they find Jason Blossom dead, like half of her life is destroyed. The whole first season, like you don't know how she's going to get over it. But then by season three, she's banging a black chick and it's all good. I know one of the universal things is that he's really protective of her. And yeah. sometimes that comes off as jealousy, which is kind of fuels the whole incest thing. Yeah. Or twincest, as they call it. Twincest? Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> like how we all assumed that the brother in Fear of the Walking Dead was trying to bang the sister. But that's not twin sis. That's just regular nasty incest. Yeah, like the fanfic children of Mabel and Dipper. Like, that's twin sis. Look, I hate that now I know that that exists. <laughs> I just started uh, watching it again. Too? I think the, the, the creator. creator oh, yeah. Good. I'm, I'm so happy. Ha- now the hashtag don't base cartoons on your family. <laughs> I think Mo hates the fact that he's going to look for it now. No, no. I, I hate the fact that nowadays creators kind of roll with stuff just to please the fans because they're fans still, even though they're nasty perverts. <laughs> but, you know, because they always, they, with Supernatural, they have the thing where they're fucking too a lot. And then they even wrote it into the show as a thing. And they kind of joke around with it and stuff. Even the actors kind of like, on Instagram or Twitter, like they'll they'll place pictures when they're like hugging or something, just to kind of joke around with it. But I guess that's not that bad. Anyway, all this to say that this Blossom sixty six is it takes a different turn for these two in the way that they show their story. They're still the twins. They still have a strong bond, but now they're actually rivals into who's going to rule as the Antichrist. So it's kind of like a Rosemary's Baby with these two, or like an omen with these two, but only one could do it, and their parents are part of the cult. You know, I, I posted the picture of uh, when they they go into, oh, there we go, they go and, and see their parents. They do this thing where they're trying to throw a party, what it seems like they're trying to get a human sacrifice going. So their parents are doing like the initial ritual. The the first picture I uploaded the cover, and they have like six different variant covers, and they're all good. The actor that plays them is very like very Cheryl-y, yeah. No, I lost you guys for like fifteen twenty seconds. Oh, so it's you with the problem. No, I was trying to hook up on Lawrence to see if I could fix it. Which actor you said was very Cheryl-y? That's the last. Uh, the actress that plays Cheryl has a very Cheryl-y quality. I can't see her play anything I can't else. See her- <laughs> And I can't see Cheryl being different in any other, like, medium. So the fact that this book kind of plays on that made me enjoy it, too. I like, I don't uh, watch Riverdale. Yeah, me so neither. I didn't have any of that. <laughs> I didn't have any, any of that to, to actually pull on. But the, the book itself was good. It was just, like, you know, just really, really uh, well-written. And I felt like the pacing was really good too. Even I though felt, it's like it's interesting because, huh? No, I felt it was no, too short. Felt, well, I, I was just about to say, not a lot, not a lot happens, but it's still interesting. But you know, it could be, uh, like I could, I could see where you're coming from because it kind of like you know, it feels like just as something major is about to happen, the book's over. Yeah, I think that's kind of in my uh, experience makes it a good issue number one. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, man, I want to read the next one. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I tried to do the the page count, but I I ended up reading it a second time. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it is written by Colin Bunn, which is somebody that I'm not a fan of. Like, <laughs> there's if I see that name, I'm like, uh, I don't think I want to read this, and I don't even know why. Like, yeah, I just I don't want to read it. Like, sometimes they might be good stuff, but I don't know. Maybe you wrote something I didn't like, or 
I don't know, I just had that attached to it. But despite that, I did read this because it is a horror book in a sense. And I think Cullen Bunn did the dark arc on Aftershock. And I like that. So I use that. I'm like, maybe, you know, and I like this too. So maybe Cullen Bunn should stick to horror stuff and not superhero stuff. But who knows? <laughs> I mean, it's just me. Like, you might love his superhero stuff. But and the art is by um, Laura Braga, and she's known for Harley and Ivy meet Betty and Veronica, which uh-huh. I never read. But um, but yeah, the art I really like. The I posted the third page I posted in chat is the cover for issue two. And, oh, that that is. Yeah, and I really like. There's all you know. I always look at tattoos with you know. The, where the subject is like a, a pretty woman or pinup type, and I like the satanic iconography or pagan iconography, depending on what you want to call it. But so mixing those two together, I like those tattoos a lot. And then this picture, it's like, man, that could be a good tattoo too, you know? And uh, yeah, I really like issue the cover for issue two. Uh, as much as I want to read it, I also want to look at the cover. <laughs> so I give it four out of five human sacrifices. <laughs> Yeah, I'd give it four too. It was good. I, I love how she like lures and manipulates Dilton. Is that another character? Like regular? Yeah, characters? they're all regular characters in Archie. Like you just don't know because you don't read Archie. Uh, look, it's been so long. But yeah, they're they're all characters, and the show does a real good job of putting all these characters like Ethel, and they actually made Ethel look like the TV version of Ethel, which was kind of cool. Is that a good cool. thing or a bad thing? I mean, it's good for the character she plays. Like, it's the girl that gets killed in Stranger Things first season, Larry. I don't know. The, the friend. The fat yeah, one? Yeah. yeah, she plays Ethel in the TV series. The stuff they do with her in the TV series is kind of cool, too, for all three seasons. Yeah. Uh, as far as the TV series goes, I'm actually behind because they came back from, from their winter break with a musical episode, which I don't watch those. Oh, why not? Because I don't like musicals. And I forgot which one they did last season, but I didn't watch it. But it was it was like based on a rock opera or something. And then this one is based on Heathers. So that movie Heathers. So they're doing a musical version of Heathers with, you know, with the Riverdale gang. And yeah, so I don't watch those theme episodes because I want them to do the theme episodes like, you know, do the Halloween one and do like Afterlife, like do a you know ha- someone having a bad dream that there's a zombie apocalypse, you know, and just adapt one issue or something for an episode, and then go back to normal. You know what I mean? But they don't do that. Instead, they do other stuff. Well, so that's it. I'm done. Larry, what do you give it? How many human sacrifices at a? I give it four as well. Four as well. What would have made it five for you? Uh, you know, I feel like. I wouldn't mind a little bit more, like extra, like background in regards to who who the blossoms were and what what exactly they're, they're trying to do. Um, okay. It's not like there was definitely enough there that it, it you know piqued my interest. It makes me want to read issue two. But like, I mean, obviously, like, I, and I don't know if it's a if there's any like background on this on, in any of the other books because the only ones I've read are the ones that we've read for the show. But it's like you know. I, Obviously, the the parents are like occultists or whatever, but yeah, yeah. and you know they do like mention like that one of them will usher in the darkness, but you know it's like that all that is kind of vague, you know. Yeah, it, it, never, it never gets specific at all, and so I'm just kind of like, well, what are they doing? Why are they doing this? 
and it's like that a little bit like i understand at least vaguely what what's happening but it'd be cool just to have a little bit better, more of an idea i think that because that way i can you know be like okay i'm i'm in and interested on what's happening in that regard like right now it's like i think i'm in technically i don't know but like i said my interest is peaked enough that i'll give give it a, a shot Ooh, mayor needs more twin cyst <laughs> I don't. I don't need any twin cest. No. <laughs> that would have made it five out of five for him. <laughs> what about you? What would have made it five for you? It's kind of the same as you. The reason I, I put a lot of it together early on was just because I read the description. It was Cullen Bunn, so I'm like, ah, am I really gonna pay for this on Comixology? And Comixology does a thing where they give you a discount if you have unlimited. You buy the new books at a discount. Mm. But it, this was the cutoff. It was only like the first 10 books on the list, which were stuff I didn't want to, I didn't necessarily want to buy. You know, like I could get Naomi number one for like 320 as opposed to 399 but I don't want to read that. Yeah. Right. Or at least I wasn't in the mood to buy that at that moment, rather. But yeah, it's like the first 10 books were like at a discount. This one wasn't. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see if I could read it for free online. And I couldn't because it just came out today. And and then I read the description. And that's when it, you know, once they said they're trying to bring forth the Antichrist. Like, I'm, all right. Four bucks is a bargain. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, I was actually listening to, while I was reading it, to uh, Rod and Christ's new single called heaven and hell and fire which is probably like one of the best rotting christ has ever sounded so that's something for you out there to check out and i it's think the single oh heaven and hell and fire oh okay huh. and uh yeah it was a, i was surprised at how good it was because it, it stood out to me as uh, something a little more innovative in the genre of black metal Sometimes but when Mo goes. starts talking about these bands and their songs and their albums, they feel like he's casting a spell. <laughs> yeah, it feels like that when you're listening it to, to it, too. But it, it came on, like, right as I flipped the page to... Um, it had come on, and I was listening to it in the background, but I s- turned the page, and it's like when they're holding the, the little chalice over the pentagram. And then the music just goes into this bridge that sounds really cool. So I'm like, what? what is this song? Because it, it, it distracted me from what I was reading enough, but it felt like it went together. And then I looked and it was that Rotting Christ song. That's why I felt like I had to bring it up right now. You know, listen to that song and read this book might give you a, a similar experience than I had. Maybe better. I just want to point out that as you were saying, and it was starting to matrix out, I dropped Larry from the call and you instantly got better. Oh, sweet. I just wanted to verify that it wasn't me or you or anybody else on the line. Is he back yet or no? I don't know. I I added Hello? him. There you are. Hey. There he is. Hey. I was like, what happened? Well, I dropped you because it was matrix scene and then it instantly got better. It instantly got better? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Well, let me let me. Oh, you sound good right now. Okay. Well, listen. I mean, I look. Are you I on your jump. phone now, or your the computer still? No, I'm on the computer still. Okay. So if it gets bad again, you can hang up on me, and I'll call back on uh on the phone. On the phone. Yeah, this sounds good right now. All right. Yeah. Again, check it out. Check out Rotting Christ's new single. It dropped today. 
And when you listen to it, watch out for the magic missiles flying at you. Yeah, there's no <laughs> such thing as magic missiles. But if there's a parademon flying at your face. There's no such thing as parademons either. Yeah, I know. Or demons. Uh, you know, Nintendo, just, just real quick, because you were talking about metal just now. Uh, they had like a little uh, Nindies showcase this morning where they have like, uh, you know, they show like independent games for the Switch. One of the games I was like, oh, I got to tell Mo about this. It's called uh, Double Kick Heroes. It's a, a rhythm game and it's a shooter, but it's metal. Since you actually have a, a Switch now, that might be something you might be you might be interested in. I don't know. It's like it's. So I think if I'm from what the the thing I saw was like short, like the video. But what I think it is is you take the the Joy Cons and use them like as drumsticks, and it's like a car, and there's there's things chasing you, and to shoot you have to hit on the beats, and it has like these, all these like it's like a pixel art kind of uh, art style. And it's like these people in like this like Cadillac or something or like uh, like uh, yeah like well, I don't know if it's a Cadillac actually but it's a it, it's it's a, some kind of convertible car and you can see the you know the people like the rest of the band in it playing okay. music somebody shooting it it looked interesting I was like oh nobody like that is it uh, out yeah, I, would, I don't think it's out yet but it's supposed to come out soon cool. But I definitely was like, I, I wanted to check it out myself because I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I feel like, you know, like I, I like rhythm games. They kind of just went away. <laughs> you know what I mean? The Joy-Con makes it so interesting for rhythm because it is pretty responsive. Yeah. Yeah, and they said also, too, that um, it has that HD rumble thing going on with it. But, you know, I've never actually used anything that's actually used to HD Rumble, at least not that I know of, but it would be interesting. I, I could imagine... Is that the vibration thing in the Joy-Con? Yeah, but it's supposedly not like... Yeah, I remember when they were first talking about it, where they were like, remember how they did the thing where it was like, you could shake it, and it was like, if it was supposed to be like ice in a glass, you shake it, and it kind of feels like it's oh, ice. Oh, yeah. And so I could imagine, like, if you're talking about, like, it's supposed to feel like a drumstick... That might be kind of cool. Yeah. I actually experienced that with um, Mario Party this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, I played at a... Uh, Lloyd came over. He has Mario Party. And he has a Switch, so he brought his Joy-Cons. And then... So he, Liz, Emily, and I got a good game of Mario Party going. And there's one where you have to... It's a mini game where you have to cook a piece of meat uh-huh. faster than everybody. And... Yeah, like I would move, it would rumble because it's like frying mm-hmm. the pan. And then when you lift it up and you move it and flick it and flip the meat, when the meat lands, you can feel it land. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of cool. Like I didn't even think about it at the time. Like, oh, this is amazing. You know, yeah. I was more busy thinking about how the PS Classic doesn't have a DualShock controller, but this does. And there's not, you can't see anything turning inside of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's like, how can this do it, but not the PS Classic? Yeah. Right. But now that you mentioned the HD Rumble, like, yeah, I, that's what I felt when I played that that little mini game. But these aren't, yeah. and these aren't like actual metal bands, right? It's a. Uh, 
it's metal right. music, but I because I'm look I'm looking at it and it's all by some guy named El Mobo. Oh yeah, that's the game I made. I'm sorry, I didn't forgot to tell you guys. <laughs> El Mobo. <laughs> What's the game called? Double Kick Heroes, I think. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know because like I said the I yeah if it's all made by one guy I don't know if that's like yeah they probably don't have the like rights license. for music yeah that's expensive yeah <laughs> at least for a game it could be really expensive for you know like if we wanted to play stuff I'm sure like I could talk to them directly and we'd get some kind of permission but if you're like actually gonna broadcast something on TV or something it could be it yeah. could get quite expensive. I mean, it's an indie game, so yeah. I don't have a budget for, you know, or a huge budget for licensing music, so I don't know. The developer is called Headbang Club. Wait, are you actually looking That's that up? That's a dumb name. Yeah, they have a, I guess there's a theme going. <laughs> it feels, though, like I was like, okay, that's like, you don't just decide to like, like, how often does metal get incorporated into video games? I'm like, I feel like the last it's, time that happened was uh, the, whatchamacallit, the Jack Black, right. right? Yeah, but no, it's actually very, very common. Like, yeah. I actually saw a documentary about how often the, those two genres, like, go together. You um, saw a documentary of video games? Yeah, of metal and video games. Like, I think I actually posted it on our Facebook group. Um, it's just a mini doc, but basically oh, cool. it's it's the, the website Metal Injection just ask a bunch of artists like they'll, they'll do things where they you know you know how we do at, at comic cons and just ask similar questions to different artists right so like they'll post a video of just the one question so i guess their um their video game crossover like, like section question like made this whole thing and they actually turned it into a little bit of like a 15 minute mini doc and you have a lot of like you know as far as influencing the bands there's a lot of that, but then, like, now, I forgot what game it was, where it's, like, half, more than half of all the scores in video games are, like, heavy guitars and heavy drums, you know? Like, mm -hmm. in all video games. And then even, like, a lot of the 8-bit music, like, if you translate it to actual instruments, turns into metal, you know? Oh, that's interesting. I never thought like, about that, but, yeah, I could see that. Because they have, like, yeah, I could totally see that. Wow. Like, the way the arrangements go are, like, metal arrangements, even though they're just 8-bit music, you know? That's cool. So, yeah, if you would have followed our Facebook group, you would have found that. I'm, I'm in the Facebook group. I guess well, I just, not enough. I guess not, <laughs> I guess not enough. All right, should we do some news? Yeah, let's get, let's get into this news. Coming me. <laughs> I was just about to play it, and then you started talking. Oh, we thought you already hit play. That was me doing it live. Ooh, comic book news. We should have a like, uh, like current. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. It's really bugging me that you guys can't hear it. I hate this. No, we we I heard that. We heard that. I, I heard it. Yeah, yeah, I heard, yeah, it. I heard it too. Oh, so wait. After I hung up and brought back Larry, you guys can hear it. Yeah. Huh. Good job. I don't think it's Larry. No, I don't think so either. You would say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I said that from the start, but hey, what do I know? Well, you still yeah, I got news. What? Hex got news. I uh, I attempted to read the first three of Green Lantern. Oh. The, the new Graham Morrison one? Wait. Yeah. Notice the word attempt. <laughs> what do you think, Act? Uh, it's boring to me, honestly. Yeah. Like, oh, so uh, you're saying uh, you were I right? I tried. 
so bad. I did. I skimmed a lot of it. Maybe I was just like tired of the day. I don't know, but I wasn't into it. That has to be it. You, you were fascinated by the spider thing interrogation. You guys sold me on it. No, no. Mo sold you on it. We yeah. told you it was boring yeah. from the go. Mo sold me Look, on it. You guys, I'm telling I didn't you to really try pay attention again. to. Try reading it again. I will. But the only, I, I went through the first one, and I was like, the first thing I was looking for was uh, the thing Mo said about, oh, it's uh, it's the lightning from Dr. Manhattan. So that's the first thing I was looking for. Then I tried reading through it, and I'm like, did you see it, this? though, the Dr. Manhattan thing? I saw it. I forget when I saw it, but I saw it. And I was like, I, I don't get why it's there. And then I was reading through it, and it felt very CW to me, if you know what that means. How dare you? Yeah, well, they were know. all young and hot? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> it felt very... Like a like one of the CW shows. You mean those awesome shows that we keep talking about? I mean... It felt like, it felt like Supergirl, though, not like Flash. Uh, I mean, I group them all together. It, I think the enjoyment of the show depends more on how much you enjoy the character and how they portray them. But the writing all seems to be in line with each other. So even if it's bad writing, it's still in line with the good writing. I hear where you're coming from with that. There's, yeah. there's definitely a style. No question. Yes, exactly. That's how the first issue felt to me. The second issue, that's when I was kind of bombing out. So I didn't I didn't pay attention very much to what I was reading. But I, I could see the difference between that and number one. I, the like, only interesting idea to me was how the spider person was, like, disgusted by people. And it's not even, like, a thing where it's, like, that's, like, super creative or anything. Because it literally is just, like, treating a, a spider treating... Uh, a humanoid spider treating people like how people treat spiders. Yeah. But but I was like, oh, yeah, you know. And see, that, it didn't even translate to me because I was so not yeah, paying forward. attention. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, the only thing so, interesting I, I about... I will go back and read them again. The only thing interesting Maybe about that issue one, to but. me was when they give the spider person her her lunch and Home Chick is like, did you just give her my lunch? Yeah, that, that part I paid attention to for some reason. That shit cracked me up. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah that, that was funny. Okay, I'll give it that. It's just it's just rations. Yeah, you'll get over it or whatever. So, that was cool. Um, I saw issue three at the comic book store, and I was like, nope. <laughs> I'm not. You should read that. issue three though. Issue three is really good. Nah, man. I, like, read it. Read it for free. <sighs> I don't know, man. I'm just saying there's I got other books I really want to be reading that I haven't gotten to yet. Like I'm I'm just like I'm I'm trying to uh I haven't finished the wedding issue yet for Fantastic Four. I wanna do that. I'll let you know when Grant Morrison gets bored of this character and moves on. <laughs> Th- then you can go back, jump back in. I think that issue four is gonna be it. Like I think he did what he wanted to do in issue three. God now I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Quote unquote God. Yeah. But so uh, I, I like the stuff with the uh, evil star. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I like when he got. Uh, I, I like when he got drained. Yeah, that was good. And then it, it kind of. Um, after I finished that, I read. I got Superman Earth One Part Two for my birthday. Okay. And that I read the whole thing through, like right after I finished with the Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. And it kind of it kind of went with it in terms of the whole draining people theme. Because uh, have you yeah. read Earth One Superman? That's the uh, the one where he's the only superhero, right? 
Kinda. I think that one it's is like a, a reimagining. I think that's a Liebermecho book, isn't it? No, no. I forget the dude's name. Like he, he has a first initial Michael Skarsinski. Oh, Straczynski. Yeah, yeah. That dude. it's Straczynski, but it, the artist is like um, I want to say fuck. Ah, let me go get the book. I'll tell you. Shane like Davis. Look, good pre-production. You didn't have it in your desk while you talked. The the pencil. Well, I'm not at my desk. Oh. <laughs> the pencilers are Shane Davis and Ardian Siaf. Yeah, right when I get to the book, you say it. Son of a bitch. Well, I'm a better. I'm better at this than you. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't near it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So the art. I mean, between uh, the first issue, the first yeah. book, and the second book, the art's great. I was waiting for that shit to go away. And uh. The the first book is basically a retelling of Superman's origin, and then they come out with some villain. I think it's original to that book, but it's very similar to the Man of Steel movie. Why is everybody wearing a hoodie in this book? Oh, you know, all edgy, trying to be hip. No, like seriously, I'm looking at, at a panel from this, and just looking at that image, I would have thought that was Red Hood. Are you looking at a panel from the first book or the second book? Uh, the, I'm going to say the first one, because he's... Okay. Like jumping off a he, building, but he, he doesn't have very a Superman outfit. New to, I'll say new to human life, because all he knows is farm life. Wait, but ha- farmers are human too. Well, he was yeah, an animal. No, so. no, nobody's on the farm, you know, dressing like from the city. Okay. So he's trying to dress like everybody that's in Metropolis. Yeah, he's, he's not trying to blend not, in. He's not used to not wear. He's not used to wearing. He's not used to not wearing a burlap sack. Similar to that, yeah. And then, so in the second issue, he's more adapted to city life. And he's this ace reporter for the Daily Planet. So the second one is years later? Did he tell you how far past? Not years later. Maybe like a month. A month or two later. Wait, so he's a superstar reporter in a month? He has one story for the Daily Planet. And it's just that good, huh? Uh, he's... Uh, you, you know when somebody has a one-hit wonder kind of song, but you don't know it's a one-hit wonder till later on? He's writing that kind of high. Okay. So the villain in the second book is a parasite, but it's a new kind of retelling of parasite, and that's how that goes into the Green Lantern shit. The end, because I'm very thrown off by that static. How many... How many hoodies do you give it out of five? Earth One Volume Two Superman, I give it three three hoodies out of five. Cause I felt the story the story felt kinda rushed. <coughs> and Green Lantern, I'll give it half an evil star because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> but I'll get back to it. Maddie Lawrence back into the call. I had him on timeout, that static was getting to me. <laughs> and it goes away when you hang up, huh? Yeah, immediately. <laughs> What if he mutes? You need to get him off that Wi-Fi. It's got to be the computer, right? Well, yeah. Well, if he if his internet is as good as he says, then yeah. Although, but it's a feedback issue too. See, here's the thing: when oh, he uses a monitor that's a speaker. So you think it might be going through there? He doesn't yeah. have headphones? He doesn't use headphones. He uses a monitor speaker. I'll tell you, man. The show used to run smoothly when I was over there. Well, when we were all in one room, yeah. But, you know. Hello. Get a headset. Larry, are you using the monitor speaker still? Uh, I was using the monitor speaker. Are you on your phone now? now? It, it was, now I am using my phone. Oh, okay. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. So, so Hecht hated so, the books. 
everything he got. Uh, I burned everything. If who, it, whoever you gave him the Superman too. No, I like I like Superman. Oh, okay. There's a uh, Earth One Superman. Yeah. Well, I I like Earth One Superman too, but it's very. I hope they never bring it into the actual universe. Uh, that's what they're gonna do next. I mean, they already they based half of Man of Steel off of that. It it's interesting because there's a a Batman Earth one and that just seems like a regular ass Batman story to me, right? I have that one too, and it it's a very un Batman Batman book. What is he like murdering people? No, but it's it doesn't feel Batman. Like if if I had to rank it out of five cows, I'd give it like a half. Wait, but what? Why does half it not? <laughs> Hold on, that doesn't even make sense because he's a he's a dude in a bat suit fighting crime, right? It's always a dude in a bat suit fighting crime. That doesn't mean it's going to be good. But how does it, it not feel like well. Batman? I can understand if it's a bad story, but you're saying it doesn't feel like Batman at all. I think it's poorly written, so that's what makes it not feel like Batman. Because that's how I feel about Arkham Asylum. Wait, you don't think Arkham Asylum feels like a Batman? No, very far from it. Wait, are you, you talking about the the comic? The or one everybody praises. The game oh. or the comic? Well, there's a Green Lantern Earth one too. I want to. I think I need to check this out. And I think I think they did a Wonder Woman one as well. Yeah, there's a Wonder Woman Green Lantern. There's a Teen Titans. Oh, I didn't even know there was a Teen Titans. But they're not all done by the same dude, right? No. No. It's a, it's like an alter, it's like a retelling. Yeah. yeah the, the Green Lantern oh, one reimagining. is, the Green Lantern one is by Karina Bechko. Karina Bechko. I don't know who that is. And Gabriel Hardman. Wait, what side am I on? <laughs> Are you sure that's not the porn parody? <laughs> right. You can just make up names now. Like, I, I gotta look it up now. Let's see. Karina Bechko. Also has Invisible Republic, Star Wars Legacy, any of that ringing a bell? Uh, I know Invisible Republic. I, I've never uh, read it, but I've seen it. Aliens Vampirella? Is, on is Dark that... Horse or on, or on Harris? What? Harris? What? <laughs> Harris comics or Dark Horse comics? He don't even know. I'm not sure is what he's asking. <laughs> For, for which one? Fan. Star Wars Legacy? <laughs> now, I'm not saying I'm a fan. I'm fucking looking at what she's done. <laughs> Wait, why? Why uh, Is that a Vampirella Aliens crossover? Yeah. Yes. Vampirella fucking Xenomorphs. <laughs> she doesn't fuck anybody. What? I've been misled for years. Well, you're just judging her by what she wears. <laughs> Why you gotta be slut shaming vampires? Freaking heck, that's not cool. <laughs> from Mars, man. This is why the wall has to get built. Hey, is Vampirella yeah, from Mars? <laughs> heck, Weinstein. <laughs> hey now, hey, hey. You guys remember how? How? Uh, nope. <laughs> I was telling you all about X Men number one. Uncanny X Men number one. And how it was an eight dollar book? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, eight dollar books blow my mind. Just period. Like just the idea that a comic book, even if it's an oversized comic book, can be eight dollars is is crazy. 
But I found out recently that, you know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's, it's uh, Detective is coming up on a thousand issues, right? Yeah. You know, Detective Comics 1000 is supposed to be a $10 book? Well, uh, well Action Comics was in, uh, a $10 book, too. But, but there it was double sized, wasn't it, or triple sized? Yeah, yeah. I mean, bigger. But Action Com Detective Comics one thousand is like what, like what, sixty four pages or some shit? Uh, dude, you remember how much sixty four page comic books used to cost? Yeah, but everything costs a lot more now. Like you can't get anything That's for like, less than five. Back in my day, I used to get my comics for ten cents. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at it going up in price. I'm just like, it just feels as though. Well, let's put it this way: if we're getting proportional, uh, like to the to to the price, I don't know if we're getting proportional amount of of product. I guess is what what I'm saying. It's like it's one thing if you're like, hey, this is how much it costs to make uh, a, a certain something, and now it costs more. Which I I understand that you know printing is not cheap, <laughs> and I understand that the the, the market isn't necessarily uh, growing like the the base. But I'm just like, dude, like I like ten ten bucks. I mean, I know it's a seminal issue, but dude, that's gotta be a uh, uh, price set by DC. Too, because I'm looking for it online and I'm seeing it for six fifty. But this is online, so I'm assuming shipping is going to be like three bucks. On top well, of that, here, look, I have right here in my little desk tray. I have Amazing Spider-Man eight hundred. Mm -hmm. I bought a white cover. The plastic sleeve has a a price point of ten dollars. Let me see what the actual cover price is. See, I'm I'm. Uh, Holding it out right now. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I, I like the sound effect. <laughs> yeah, cover price nine ninety nine. Marvel US uh, rated T. Marvel dot com. What? Yeah, and it's, I think it's more than sixty four pages actually. Aren't the aren't the white covers a little more though? No, it's not. Then I mean, it shouldn't be. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? Like, if you can bear with me, I my little desk cubby. I have. Amazing Spider-Man 800, John Romita uh, Senior cover, cover price nine ninety nine US, rated T, Marvel.com. So it's a ten eight hundred is a ten dollar book. Wow! Like it speaks to Uncanny Number One that it's only eight dollars. Yeah, I tell you, man, it's like it's and, and these books. Like I wanted to put them, I wanted to put them both in the same sleeve together because you know I bought them together, uh -huh. but they don't fit. They're too thick. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> I tried spitting on it like I usually do, and it didn't slide <laughs> in. Just ram it in there. Oh my god! Guess I gotta buy dinner first. <laughs> Big Macs, three thousand dollars worth of Big Macs. Hamburgers. <laughs> Hamburgers? What? So what else is happening in the news? Uh, the Reborn is turning into a movie for Netflix. Uh, where is this? What's The Reborn? No. The Reborn is a Mark Millar book with Greg Capullo. They did on Image back in 2017. Oh. And huh. it's uh, Reborn centers on Bonnie Black, an 80-year-old woman who dies and finds herself resurrected in Adistria, a land filled with magical monsters and dragons. Since once again, she's once again in the prime of her life and finds all of her loved ones in Adistria, except for her late husband. In order to find her, she must become a hero. 
that's going to be coming out on Netflix. So no, that's why like, they raise. She's like that's fi- why they raise the price. She's like fighting dragons and Satan and shit. Yeah, and uh, and this time she can see because Sandra Bullock is playing Bonnie Black. <laughs> and, uh, Dude, does Canada. Netflix have that budget to make like something on that scale? That's why they're raising the I price. Mean, that's why they're raising the price, Larry. Like, weren't uh, you listening earlier? I was listening. Yeah, I'm just saying that money. That money's not there right now, right? Like, <laughs> it's like they ma- they gonna make a show about dragons and demons and stuff. I mean, they right. made they made uh shit. I forgot what's that Will Smith one? Oh, it's, bright. It's a, oh, bright. Yeah, oh, bright. bright. I mean, that's basically similar. Yeah, and it has better special effects than some movies in theater. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, shoot, Netflix. Netflix just got. They're they're uh, best picture not today, right? Yeah, for Roma. What? Yeah, no, but that that was already like that was the. I wish Oz had his soundboard because we could play the buzz sound effect. Oh, do you know what? God damn it! You asked the me buzz. for you asked me for the buzz sound. I finally get it. Then nothing. The one day I don't have it on me, you want hey. it. And there was another. There's another sound that you said. Oh yeah, you should play this. And I'm like, motherfucker! I just yeah. told you I don't. Well, what you? What I need from you too is um, construction sounds. Construction Cause, sounds. Yeah, because uh, in a couple. What weeks, the hell is that construction? Is that like you want? You want sounds of guys harassing women? No, like you know, <laughs> jackhammers. Like jackhammers and and you know anvil and, like hitting right. you know because I'm a, I'm gonna review my my trip to the dentist in a couple weeks. Oh, I got one coming too. Well, I, you know, it's interesting now that I have uh, Obamacare. My doctor, like, I went to, how dare for you when, for when I had uh when I had the 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 gynus. <laughs> Wait, um, you had the what? <laughs> <laughs> pharyngitis. Oh, okay. <laughs> I heard something different. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I have pharyngitis. I went and, you know, I live in Watts, which is a uh, unincorporated part of L.A. that, you know, they based all the good movies on, you know, Boys, <laughs> Boys in the Hood and, and uh, Menace to Society. Don't you know? be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice that, in the hood. That the, was actually more by Larry's house. But, I, yeah. I thought those were in Compton. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, it's a... Uh, Watts is like a little like They're neighborhood cool. inside, like inside part of Compton, and it, there's basically like there's uh, was it Southgate, Linwood, Compton, and LA like on each corner of it, and it's only I want to say something like it's probably like fifteen by twenty blocks is Watts. Yeah, so uh, they have because of my address, I can only go to certain doctors. I go to this doctor for the Ginus. And I look at his shoes because that's the first thing I look at people, you know what I mean? But I saw it through the door, and this guy looked like he walked to work from Kansas. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, that better not be my doctor, you know? And sure enough, it is. He comes in. The motherfucker has shingles. What? He had shingles. Like, he had, he's a grown-ass man with, like, chicken pox. And he's, like, looking in my throat and shit, and I'm like, hey! You know? <laughs> Like, get the fuck away from me, you know? And he he puts the little thing to look at my ear, and he says, okay, yeah, there's a little little bit of stuff in there, but it's because of your throat. Then he looks at my nose, like, your nose is fine. He looks at my throat. Look, looks When he looks at my throat, I get to actually see the little magnifying light thing. He didn't put a cover in it. What? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so it's like, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the dentist visit's going to be... Uh, uh, 
just as great, if not better. Yeah, I, I used to live in the area, the same area Mo lives now. And there's one time where I had to pick a doctor for the, for my insurance. And so I, I you know, called a bunch of them up to go to their offices and kind of to pick one. And one of the ones I went to, uh, they, they put me in the exam room to wait for the doctor. And I look around and there's like a hundred years of dust everywhere. Yeah. It was like, what the fuck is it? I, I just walked away. Like, I thought I was going to get an infection just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. 5.2 million for a wall, but how about better clinics, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not federally funded, but... Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they should be. Mm, I th- look, ask somebody that goes to the VA how federally funded clinics work. It, again, they deserve better. Like, it... it the thing is, they're not putting the money where it needs to be. They're lining in their own pockets. I heard the VA kind of turned around a little bit, actually, after that yeah. whole story. Ask the, Joe. Uh, Joe, you still on the one? I know. the line, Joe. Joe, stop listening to us half an hour. Oh. Yeah, the VA is getting better. Yeah, see? Okay, well, somebody listen to Mo. Yeah, well, like, do it across the board. Yeah. How the hell yeah. did we start talking about hospitals? <laughs> because I want you to get that construction sound effect. For when I go to the dentist, I, for the news, forget the construction sound effect. I'll probably just turn my phone on when when I'm at my dentist appointment. That's not <laughs> as funny as hearing metal clanking. Look, that, those are the sounds you're gonna get. <laughs> that dude's gonna put in some work. And then is, your, de- is your dentist? Ah! What race is your dentist? White. Oh, I'm sorry, but is he Jewish white or just white? What was the matter? <laughs> I don't know if, if he's Jewish. I think he's gay white, though. Whoa. Yeah, don't look. Well, he's very effeminate, you, so I'm just making you, assumptions you based on that. You should have dental care, you know? Well, he, the, the, my, my dentist is actually the, the head of the department. Oh, great. So he's all stressed out when he gets to your mouth. <laughs> Dr. Stumpy. <laughs> I'm not joking. That is his name, Dr. Sp- Stumpy. No. <laughs> uh, just like it was Tarzan and... Betchy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, look, I, I, said, names now. I said the same thing. So what else is happening news-wise? Uh, that's it. I, was just, uh, I mean, there's more. Like, uh, Bumblebee made $400 million finally. Yeah, so they they greenlit a sequel, which we yeah, talked about it, earlier. It only, took, it only took about a month. Well, it doesn't... We found out what your dumb Magneto helmet is. Oh, yeah. I guess that's a Lawrence story. Wait, Lawrence, do you know what, what that character is? It's a new character called, I think, Major X, that life out. Yeah. And so he's, he's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's funny because it's weird seeing life out draw X-Men characters again. And so, like, you know, I don't know why it seems so weird because, I mean, obviously, life out, like, done covers for a lot of different books, like, and whatnot. In the in recently, but seeing him do X stuff was just like, oh yeah, like it did used to look like that, like. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, it's coming out in a little bit, but we'll see, we'll see what it all. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, I guess you'll you'll have to tell us because it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, Mo was telling me earlier that the the character doesn't make sense. I don't I don't even know anything about the character yet. Did, what what do they so tell? He's uh he's a character from an alternate reality where mutants live in peace uh-huh. with humanity. There's no, like, strive for war or 
mm-hmm. strife. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, so they, there's no there's no need to be like the X-Men or X-Factor or X-Force, like militant, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that universe got destroyed somehow. I don't know if it was during before Secret Wars or whatever. And now this guy's pissed and he's coming to ask 616 why it's like that. Wait, so his reality gets destroyed and he comes to ours or comes to the main Marvel reality and... He wants to know why. And he's waving guns around. <laughs> why does he have guns if it's so peaceful? That yeah. that was our whole point earlier. And he's got guns and, and swords? He's like Deadpool with a Judge Dredd helmet? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Liefeld's lost God bless Liefeld. You know, you know what the problem is? Uh, no pouches on this guy. <laughs> it's, it's it's throwing him off. He's trying to be different, but he can't. It's a. It's I a, don't even know if it's swords. Really, one looks like a baton, and the other's a, a shotgun. He just doesn't know how to do the <laughs> the stock that well. It's yeah. his boomstick. Well, you know, we'll, we'll see when the like time. If, if you actually zoom in on the picture, like yeah, it's a it's the it's a weird shotgun that like has the two barrels like one on top of the other instead of side by side. I do like the life I can't figure out which side which is on. I'm looking at two <laughs> different images of the character and they, they switch places. <laughs> I think one yeah, no, that could be a baton, actually. It's still I mean it's Deadpool in a in a X Men outfit, right? Like he stole that from Cyclops because that's the Cyclops from his resurrection. That's <laughs> that's the outfit he's wearing, yeah. right? Uh, Cyclops, his his outfit looks different, but it looks like a Cyclops, like the the face thing. He was doing that, the the X on the face, which is Racer X. Yeah, yeah, it is similar to that design. That is true. Oh. <laughs> I think Cyclops wore it better though. Not He's, movie, not compared to movie Racer X. Uh, that might be true. Yeah, that was a good movie. I liked that too. Yeah, and that Racer X looked tight. Like, yeah, we'll yeah. never see it again. I know, right? <laughs> now that they're women, they don't like cars. Did both of them transition? Yeah. I did not know that. That's interesting. Who? The Wachowski oh. sisters? Oh, I'm waiting for that Matrix reboot with all women. I mean, wasn't there enough women in the Matrix? No. I, I mean, it depends who you talk to. I mean, I felt like that was one of the things that kind of made it stand out, especially at the time. It was like, it was like half. At half least until it. you get to the third movie where nothing makes sense. That's the one where, the, <laughs> where half of it is a rave? That was a second. They're, ra- they're raving underground. To hide from the machines. That was the second. Spoilers. No, because it, it was still trans. trans uh, it went over to the third one too. Yeah, but the third one was the better one of the two second ones. Well, I mean, in reality, two and three were supposed to be one movie, and then they cut it in half. Yeah. Yeah, but the the content was still like, if they would have edited it a little different, it would have been two equal movies. But they did it. <laughs> So the third one it. ended up being that third one ended up being the better one of the two. I know, but the third one's the one that just you know that turned into get... Akira at the end. Yeah, I like I like both of them honestly, but on, there, it would have been a better movie if they had edited the two into one. I think like there's some parts of of both those movies that don't necessarily have to be there. I'm sure there's a fan edit somewhere online. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So. I guess it's time to get out of here, huh? Is that all yeah. news? Uh, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have a... Yeah, no, that's it. That's, that's the news. 
Last week, I misspoke. I said that Royal Rumble was going to be Sunday. I was wrong. It's this Sunday. Oh, look. So, we've been burned by this before, heck. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry about that. Oh, that's why I accidentally watched football last Sunday. <laughs> yeah, and that turned heck. out so well. Jay, final thoughts? Uh, it's really weird that Connie sleeps at the foot of Steven's bed. <laughs> Wait, what? Exactly. Connie, Connie Maheshawan sleeps at the foot of Steven Universe's bed like a pet. No one's talking about it, but it's... When, what? When did this happen and what is it in? Is it in a comic or one of the shows? Cartoon. It's in the it's in the show the episode together alone. It starts out with Stephen waking up in bed and Connie is sleeping in that bed, but at the foot of it. But you're probably not gonna like it if you don't like the new design for Thundercats. I mean, I've seen Steven Universe before, so yeah. yeah so there. <laughs> Oscar, final thoughts. Uh, Star Trek Discovery came back too. Not as good as the Orville, but worth watching. Is it still behind that paywall? Uh, for, for some. For Hilarious. You, for you mortals. <laughs> uh, Moses Magnum, final thought. Go watch... Uh, Gravity Falls. There's no twin cest in it. <laughs> oh, the ma- the magicians came back. There might be twin cest in that. And what? The magicians. Oh yeah. Like, anything could happen in the magicians. You don't. You you don't know. There's no twins in it yet, but I haven't seen season four, so I'm so behind on it. Dude, just watch it. So good. Well, fucker, you put me on it. You should be ahead of me. Yeah, but I only watched the first season and then, like, half of the second. Wait, did did Moses put you on the magicians? Yeah. Yeah, because he described it as as Harry Potter for adults. No, I described it as Chronicles of Narnia fucking Harry Potter and making a baby. Yeah, emphasis on fucking. With a lot of fucking in it. Larry... Larry said it's a good show or something, but it didn't, like, okay, Larry, yeah. Yeah, Larry said something boring. Yeah, just like when he described R.J. Berger. Like, you know, it's a show about a kid with a big dick. And no, but it's a show about, it's like Superbad meets Wonder Years, and the guy, Kevin Arnold, happens to have a big dick. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) if I was telling you to watch, telling all of y'all to watch Magicians before anybody. Yeah, but when we asked you what it was, you, you, you didn't explain it right. Listen, all, all you need to do is just listen to me. Just do no, it. no, no, no. You gotta, you gotta give us the elevator pitch. You. No, I don't have to give you the elevator pitch. It's like you, you guys look. You all know if I'm like, you know it's good. But whatever, I'll let Mo have the credit then. Yeah. <laughs> well, the entire Fantastic Four. Thank you all for hanging out. Uh, we'll be back next week. <laughs>
We'll be back next week. Uh, go ahead and go ahead on social media and let us know what you think of the show. What it is you want us to talk about next? Hit us up on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, all that stuff. This is a fantastic forum only on allgames.com.